What's up, movie friends? Welcome back to another episode of Letterboxd Recap, where we go through the movies we've been watching this week, as well as rating the Letterboxd Top 4 of 5 of you listeners. And today, James is actually not with us. R.I.P. He's gone. But we have Natalie here, <laughs> who's better anyways. That's what I think, too. We think it's better. So, Nat, how many movies did you watch this week? I'm not going to lie. I only watched three movies this week. It's about the same as James. Is it? Oh, perfect. I'm James today. <laughs> James is usually three to five. <laughs> I did two rewatches and one new one. I watched 11 movies. Oh my God. What do you do in your free time? Just watch movies. <laughs> do you use a restroom? Do you... Sometimes. Wash your hands? And I even... I didn't even watch a movie last night. I did... I did watch four movies in one day. Four? Anthony. Three, three movies in one day. Are we getting sunlight? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dog sitting right now, and then I've been going in the backyard with a dog. No, when I go on walks every day and eat it. I just love movies. Yeah, yeah, and the dog's walking you. And And James is busy in England. He's just swamped with the film. But we don't even need James to do a good episode. No, not at all. I mean, it's probably better like this, I think. That's what I'm saying. All right, so I'm going to get into my first watch, which was The Lighthouse. Have you seen it? I have seen it with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. We love that guy. So I gave it four and a half stars. And my review was, you're fond of me lobster, ain't you? Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote Utterly Mad and Brilliant, four and a half stars. I've always loved this film since I saw it in theaters. This is probably my fourth watch of it. Maybe fifth. Fourth or fifth. You've watched it four to five times? Oh, fuck yeah. Wow. I try to every year. You love it that much? I love it that much. (laughs) <laughs> wow, I watched it once and I was like, maybe another time in a few years. There are just some movies where some are meant to be rewatched and some are meant to be observed. Mm-hmm. And I think this was an observation film. I And I, I love the filmmaking, but I love the writing. I think it's honestly so funny. It's My, so funny. The funniest part for me was when he tossed the shit and flew back <laughs> into space. I laughed out loud. But I love the film. Cinematography is amazing. It was nominated for an Oscar for cinematography. I but I think like how Willem Dafoe didn't get nominated. Just I don't understand that. I don't understand because he's incredible. He's going through these huge monologues. He's got a pipe in his mouth. I love. There's him. so much going on in his accent, and it, like nobody has ever felt more like a old timey sailor than Willem Dafoe. In this he was movie. built to be an old timey sailor. He just has that face mm-hmm. and the voice. Speaking of accents, though. Robert Pattinson's accent kind of took me out because he would kind of go in and out of like a made-up accent. Did you catch that? Or was that well, just me? His accent it wasn't a New England accent specifically. It was an it was uh, based on a Maine, a localized like Maine accent. Okay. And it's like a very specific kind of accent, even in New England, that most people aren't aware of. But it's actually spot on for that accent. Really? He actually based it on people who live in that area. Because if there are moments when. I could hear his accent, but it felt like it was going in and out. But maybe I just don't know that accent. I think that I can understand why it throws you out of it. But I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> we love our boy, Robbie. <laughs> All right. What did you watch next? Oh, God damn it. Um, I watched Faux. Uh, have you heard of it? Oh, the one with Saoirse? Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Paul Mezcal. And what's that guy's face? Uh, Aaron Pierre? Perry? I don't know uh yeah it's like a sci-fi psychological thriller Mm -hmm. with like ai and love and relationships and whatever it's like um one of them is given the chance to leave the the the, uh, planet 
so Paul Mescal's character is given the opportunity to go live on this um, like spaceship because the Earth is dying. Mm-hmm. And when he leaves, they're experimenting with AI that could replace human beings. So this guy, um, what is his name? Aaron Pierre. Aaron Pierre. Pierre. Who are you, Aaron? His character's name is Terrence. So Terrence comes and observes um, Paul Mezcal. His name's Junior. And they're trying to replace him in the time that Junior will be gone up in this ship. When I first watched it, I had to take a break because I kind of really hated it. I thought it was so terrible, but then I finished it and I'm like, okay, I understand why it played out the way it did. But I don't know if it's about like the directing with the actors, but it felt awkward, like unintentionally awkward. I I remember the trailer and everybody got very excited because of the pairing of those two actors, Mm -hmm. especially because Mescal's so in demand now. But then I saw the reactions and I was like, oh my God, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to watch this. And it's like... It, it always makes me wonder, like, why these two huge names would sign on to a project that nobody liked. The idea is very good. It's a very mm-hmm. good idea. And, again, I think the three of them individually are great actors, but I didn't really feel the um, chemistry between Sorsha and Paul. And, again, it just felt unintentionally awkward. Like, it's it's on purpose once, you know, you finish the movie and you find out why, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But I also... This might be a hot take. I don't think that Paul can deliver the emotional like intensity that the character needed. Because mm. when he was being, you know, he cries and it seems like freaking out. But I just. You weren't sold. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't sold. Mm. No offense, Paul. <laughs> I love you. Well, I've only seen Paul Mescal in After Sun and. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've seen him in. I don't think I've even seen that. But I'm sure he's going to have a great career. Cause... No, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember, and I saw it's like a three on Letterboxd. I would. It's pretty bad. After letting it settle, I appreciate it more, but there are just other things. It's funny how movies disappear, though, because everybody freaked out when the trailer came mm-hmm. out. It's a 2.6 on Letterboxd. That makes sense. Everybody freaked out, and then it just disappeared. I'd never heard of it. My friend recommended it to me, and I'm like... Okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. Damn. Well, not bad. I give it a two. <laughs> no, two five. All right, so that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right on. Okay, let's get into the letterboxed top four of five of you listeners. All right, first up, we have Johannes E H on Letterboxd, and their top four are Parasite, <sighs> Goaded. Avengers Infinity War. Interesting. I think that's one of the best MCU movies without a doubt. For sure. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I have not watched it. What? I know. We're friends and you Don't haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? It's so long and I'm not going to lie. Okay, that's not that's not why. <laughs> that's now not hold on. Now hold on. It's not because it's so long. It's because it doesn't seem interesting to me to sit through that time. Does that make sense? I guess so. I, I should watch it. But... That's like, what, three hours of my life I have to sacrifice. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have all day to be watching 11 movies. Yeah, you're busy. I have like 8,000 jobs. You're a business lady. You got a lot going on. I do. But you should watch it. Okay. All right, it's on my list. And then we got Festin 
which I've never heard. Festin. What is Festin? I don't know. Let me Google this. Let me let, let me letterbox search it. Festin. From Thomas of oh, the Celebration is its translation. 1998. Wow. 4.3. Whoa. What? Thomas Vinterberg. Who, oh, the guy who made The Hunt and Another Round made it. Is it like a Swedish or like a... Yeah, it's uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. I'm, watch, I'm adding this to my watch list because I love that director. All right. Festin. Johannes, thank you for uh, that recommendation. Yeah, I've never heard of that movie. The Celebration. The Celebration. All right, next up, we have... Ali, who's a great listener of the show. Ali Latifi. So we got Jurassic Park. Okay. <laughs> Good pick. <laughs> great. Star Wars, A New Hope. <laughs> Don't look at me, dude. Not your favorite Star Wars Don't movie? look at me. You're still getting... I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Star Wars? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Did you not... No, I've seen Star Wars. Have you seen Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay, all right. Okay, the Star Wars one. I've seen, like, movies here and there. Um... I remember one time when I was a kid and I watched it, one of them in theaters. I think Natalie Portman's in that one. But I fell asleep <laughs> as a kid. Not so that... Attack of the Clones then. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely sure. But which one has, um, what's his name, Adam Driver? Those Whatever are the new one, ones. The, those ones? Seeing that man's face on a huge screen, 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's my rating. Did you see Ferrari yet? Don't look at me. Not even a true Adam Driver fan. <laughs> I just like to look at him. I didn't say I was a fan of his acting. <laughs> <laughs> There's a problem now. Celebrities is like people get to look at them on social media, but they don't go to their movies anymore. It has to be an interesting looking movie. You know, in this economy. With the interesting looking face. Exactly. You need both. But actually, no. no. The movie itself has to be interesting looking for me to go. I don't care who's in it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't take me to the box office. But... Yeah. To get Nat at the box office, to get you need me a lot more than into that. a seat. So much more. Exactly. Pay me. <laughs> All right, next up, Ollie has Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, good so one. good. And then we have. I was just talking about this movie, The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, I love that movie. Isn't this so good? It's so unsettling. Oh my god, I love that movie. And Jude Law. Jude Law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly this not much different when James is here because whenever Jude Law comes up, he does the same thing. Ugh, I'm here for James. I am James Sandon. We look exactly alike. There were triplets, actually. The I didn't say us. that. You said that. Right. <laughs> no, I love Jude I did Jude not Law. say that a woman of color look like, looks like James. I'll say it. <laughs> I did my hair like him today. I mean, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah. The middle part. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. Appreciate that. All right, next up we have J.J. Bodhisattva. I hope I said that right. Bodhisattva? J.J., anyways. Thank you, J.J. We have Aliens. Have you seen it? Aliens? Aliens. Plural? S the plural. What is Aliens plural? Just Aliens. You know Aliens? <laughs> oh, my God. Aliens what? plural, not alien. Aliens. Aliens. With Sigourney Weaver. James Cameron. You've never seen <gasps> this? <gasps> Why did I think it was Alien Singular? Wait. So there is an Alien Singular. So Alien's the first one. Alien is the oh, first Oh, okay. One. Then Aliens is the sequel. Oh, I've never seen the sequel. Oh my god, so good. So 
My mouth is so open. Scott Wait. Made the, okay, you could add this to your watch list. Okay. So, <laughs> so Ridley Scott made Alien, and then uh, what? Twelve years later, James Cameron made Aliens. In in many ways, it's as good as Alien. It's like wow. one, of, it's one of the best sequels ever made, and many people consider it. Where have I been? I've been I, doing my eight you jobs. You produce a movie podcast. Listen, I have 8,000 jobs and only three of them pay me, okay? That's true, that's true. Aliens singular and aliens plural. Got it. Okay, I'm going to go home. to your watch list. All right. Aliens is so good. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to be in a hole just watching a million and five movies. I'm going to do a day in the life of Anthony Depp. <laughs> you got rookie numbers. You're going to have to bump those up. No. All right, then we have, oh, a great pick from JJ, Crouching Tiger. Hidden Dragon. Great movie. Slay. Italian Fat, Michelle Yeoh. Fantastic. Michelle Yeoh's my queen. She's so good. Have you seen Police Story 2? Police Story 2, no. She's great. She was doing just as many stunts as Jackie Chan. Really? Yeah. <sighs> She's so iconic. She's great. What was it last year was her year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything well everywhere. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was 2022. Wait, no, tw- yeah, two years. Oh not, my god, not last year. time is so insane. Yeah, but she won the award last year, right? She did win the award. That's okay. I'm so sorry. She won all the awards. Every award. Yeah. Wait, no, like the Kate Blanchett, the Globe. I think Blanchett got the Globe. But I think she, Michelle Yeoh got comedy actors. Oh, okay. Globe. But Kate got it for Tar. Kate got drama. So, because they put everything as a comedy for the Globe. Okay. Just like. But that how, was for Tar, right? Yeah, for Tar. <sighs> Amazing movie. I don't, I mean. I love the bear. Have you seen the bear? The show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the bear, but it's not a comedy, but they put it in as a comedy and it won comedy series. I kind of felt... I would me, say it's it a made, dramedy. I, there's no... There's like a couple of jokes <laughs> in two seasons and it's brilliant. It's, I think it could have been a... I think it was a contender for best series overall, but it made me feel bad for the comedy series because they had no chance against the bear because it's so good, you know? Yeah. Like I saw a shot of... When they were announcing that award, there was a shot of Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso, mm-hmm. obviously. Oh, Ted Lasso. And they were about to announce that he just took a sip of his drink, like, so sadly. Like, he knew he was going to lose. Oh, Because, I mean, no. the Bears, yeah. incredible. But it, they put it in the comedy category. Well, when you say it like that, I thought the Bear was hilarious, but it was also really? dramatic. Yeah, because it's like... Yeah, you're fucked up. <laughs> it's not like, you know, knee slappers and, like, haha jokes, but it was, like, funny undertone. And, you yeah. know... You've worked in food service, so oh, I feel yeah. like you can catch on to those like little things. But you know, when you bring so uh, here's the irony. Lasso. Here's the irony: Succession is hilarious. Yes, but it won best drama. Oh, and shit. then the bear okay. is serious and it won best comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you think about it that way, it's silly. Yeah, it's just what studios will do is they'll put a certain film or actor in the comedy character mm-hmm. category because they have a better chance of winning. It's. Just like Matt numbers. Damon won Best Comedy Actor for The Martian. Mm. But that movie's it's funny, but it's not a comedy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's just about strategy to winning these awards. Um, I don't know if I can talk about this. My friend's cousin just won an Emmy mm. for editing The Last of Us. That's awesome. Yeah. And they did it strategically. So they, like, submitted one episode versus, oh, my God, what was the other show? really popular one but they submitted three episodes mm-hmm. and so they're like well if we just put our one episode that'll like we get all the votes versus like splitting it up oh yeah so people vote on an episode not an editor yeah like the editing there are different editors for episodes right yeah. i think yeah. i don't know how that TV works shows will have different editors 
Yeah, so she won an Emmy for that because, you know, they were being strategic about it. Not that she didn't... She no, I'm not it. saying it like she didn't she deserve, deserve it, it but it's okay. she no, absolutely yeah. deserved it. But I'm just saying, I think there's also like <laughs> a strategy to submitting episodes. She yeah, absolutely yeah. deserved it. Congratulations. Congrats, Queen. 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 All right, next up. <laughs> Anyways. I get fucking blacklisted. From JJ, we have Shaun of the Dead, which is one of the best zombie movies ever. I haven't watched it all the way through. You just didn't like it? No, I actually no? loved it, but oh, yeah. I just, it's about sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make time for things, but some things I'm like, oh, it's just funny. So I won't like pay attention. Yeah. So I put on the background, which is a problem. You should get like uh, Google smart glasses and watch movies while you climb. Yeah. Yes. Because climbing takes, a, it's a lot, you spend a lot of time doing it. So. Actually, lately I haven't. Uh-huh. Yeah. And now my forearms are like. Fucking don't lose your calluses i know they're, they're already gone my nails are growing out life is hard well that climbing is a lifestyle climbing is a lifestyle like and i am not because i remember right you guys were like you should join the gym i was like i should not you should <laughs> i think you would have fun it's too no i, li- I just like my weights and my okay. walks all right all right i'm a simple guy you're a simple guy you just like to walk on the street 45 minute workout tops tops <laughs> tops it take me 20 minutes to drive to the climbing gym. There's one close to here. In Pasadena, yeah. Yeah, at the post. That's a 15-minute drive. Oh and then you park. Well, what if you run there? <laughs> you can put it all together. And there's weights there. You run to the gym. You do a little climb. You do a little weights. You run back. That's what... You know how far of a run that is? 15-minute drive? Well, if you run fast enough. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. JJ, for his final film, has Point Break. Point Break with Keanu Reeves? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the man himself. The man himself. And Patrick Swayze. Have you seen it? Yeah. So good. That's one of my childhood favorite movies. I don't know that Keanu Reeves used to be handsome. You don't think he's handsome anymore? Is that the? Beard? I don't think he's my age range. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But do you think John Hamm's handsome though? That's so true. <laughs> well, him and Fargo. <laughs> Got him. Him and Fargo right now kind of scares me. Anyway, okay. Point Break. Point Break, so good. Also, female director. Ooh. Catherine Bigelow. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have... She's she's a great director. Next up, we have Maxwell. Max. We have... A great, bi- great bio photo. It's, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. I wonder if he's a Potterhead. I wonder if he's I seen Harry it. Potter. I doubt it. Hmm. He probably just saw it and was like, I don't know what this means, but yeah. I'm going to make it represent who I am. <laughs> I identify with this quote. <laughs> Whatever this means. All right, first up, we have Interstellar. Good Coded. one. Fantastic. Interstellar and then Parasite, second time today. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite modern movies. Then one of my favorite movies of all time, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. So good. So sad. So sad, but so funny. Yeah. We saw it in theaters and it was hilarious. It was, I missed Yeah, you couldn't I go. It. But it was like the whole, it was packed. Mm. Everybody was At just. At 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. Packed oh, matinee on a Friday. It wasn't even a weekend. People are unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> it was because 90% of people in LA work in restaurants. That's so true. <laughs> in service in some way, uh, if you're young. And then the whole crowd was just laughing out loud the whole time. It was, it was a great experience. I've seen that every year. Honestly, 20, year, 20 times at least. Really? Yeah. Anthony, are you okay? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Watching a movie I love is like hanging out with a friend. Oh, that's so like, cute. Yeah. So you watch movies all day, huh? Yeah. 
<laughs> except except yesterday, I started Attack on Titan. Oh, the anime? Yeah, it's really how, good. How do you like it? Good. It's fucking awesome. I watched the first episode. It seemed insane, but it's insane. Yeah, but it's really that. good. I'm three episodes in. I reckon. I mean, how many seasons are there? Is uh, four seasons, and then they did like a an hour long two movies to finish oh. it out or something. Why do I think it was like? It's eight. only ninety episodes, like ninety three episodes in total. And they're 25 minutes. I thought it was way longer than that. Yeah. Okay. It seems so bad. Yeah, I mean, watch I mean it. it's not like it's, um, what's that show, the Netflix one, the, the live action one, the Straw Hat one? Oh, um, One Piece. One Piece. That's not like it's 2,000 episodes. My friend's in that. In it? Mm-hmm. The live action? Yeah. Oh, wow. He plays, do you hear that beeping? Yeah, it's the school. Oh, <gasps> what? <laughs> okay, anyway. Uh, uh, he so plays. It's lunchtime. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta go. Gotta go get lunch. Um, he plays the pirate captain in the flashback. Cool. I haven't seen it. Oh, okay. It sounds cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it either, but... I have no frame of reference for that. It looks fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's very happy with it who's a fan of it, from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Which is rare. And then, Max, honestly, this is a great top four. We've got the social network. Social network, good. So good. So goddamn good. I fucking love that movie. Recently watched Old Boy. Old boy. Have you seen? Oh, yeah. You yeah, saw I Old did. Boy for I saw the first it time in theaters. theaters. Yeah. And it ruined you. It ruined me. I knew they were going to do that because it seemed like they would do that. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I really hope, I really hope not. And they did. It's not for the faint of heart that movie. No. I still, uh, my I still God, think about it. God damn, it's good. It's so goddamn good. All right. Next up, we have Andrew Dower. So we got Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Roderick rules. Okay. Oh, that guy, Roderick. I think I watched the first one like a while ago with my siblings. Mm -hmm. Um, That one guy, the he's an Oppenheimer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone was freaking out about online. I've never seen the movies or the read the books, Mm -hmm. so I didn't know the reference. It's iconic that he was an Oppenheimer. Because was someone else an Oppenheimer that was in a? There's Josh Peck that was an Oppenheimer. I'm like, what the hell? But go (laughs) off. (laughs) Jake and Josh, the icon icon then we got surfs up i haven't seen this either the penguin one yeah the penguin one i haven't seen that is that the um the mockumentary with the penguins or is that no, another one, one. Well, yeah yeah they do it like a mockumentary style oh is it yeah i'm pretty like sure the office yes no they like interview them if this is the right movie i i can't remember but there's like this um big time surfer penguin guy and they do like interviews mm-hmm. and like yeah this is not, that that's hilarious. If that's what I'm thinking of, it was really funny. It's got a 3.5 on Letterboxd. It's a good rating for an animated film. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. That sounds fun. Watch after this. And then Kung Fu Panda 3, which is a really good... I've seen this one. Is that the one where he finds the rest of his family? Yes. He finally... Re, re, um, like His past comes full circle in this one. I get confused with the second one and the third one. Kung Fu Panda 3. Who's the Maybe villain in that I one? I can look it up. It's not the peacock, right? It's the... um. It's the bull. The big bull guy. Oh, he comes back from yeah. basically yeah, hell, yeah. right? Yeah. It's really really like beautiful animation cinematography, too. Yeah. They look great. They always do. And the music's so good. Mm. Our guy Hans did it. Really? Hans did the Kung Fu That pandas. guy will do anything. <laughs> yeah, he will. 
if you have money, he'll do it. <laughs> well, he'll do a really good job, though. Yeah. <laughs> he earns his money. But yeah, he'll fucking do anything. I don't remember this one. I know I saw it, and I can, like... Well, you gotta watch it before the fourth one comes out now. I'm so sorry, what? There's a fourth one? Yeah, they just dropped the trailer. Where have I been? I don't know. Where have you been? I don't know. You didn't even know Aliens was a movie. I thought it was <laughs> Alien, period. You're gonna tell me there's an Alien 3 now? There's uh, Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, and then there's Alien Resurrection, and then Alien, Alien vs. Predator, Predator, Alien vs. Predator 2. Ooh, hold on. <laughs> and then You're not Prometheus, gonna see for like three weeks. Alien Covenant. Huh? So yeah, there's a bunch of them. I don't know where I've been. I'm and so sorry. there's a new sorry. one coming out. There's a new TV show coming out next this year. And then there's a film coming out. Is Sigourney going to make a cameo? Probably not. Probably not. I love her. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. Wow. You have a lot of alien I have a lot of... Yeah. I'll get right on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Andrew was our final... Oh, he's got one more. Oh, my God. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which year? <laughs> Which one? The original. The OG in... <laughs> 74 or something. something. Oh my god. So Diary of Ruby Kid, Surf's Up, Kung Fu Panda 3, and then, you know, Texas Chainsaw, Chainsaw Massacre. Massacre. Yeah, no, I, I think love it. it. There's a theme there. I love there. it. That's amazing. <laughs> that is a good one, though. It's one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. It changed the genre forever. The one with uh, Jessica, Jessica Biel. Biel. I remember Oof, being like a 12-year-old year old seeing that, and I was like, who is I that? I also saw that, but I wasn't paying attention to her boobs. It was the putting the guy in a meat hook. <laughs> And chopping of the leg, so disgusting. I don't know. I never. I've never even noticed that she had boobs. Oh, wait, she had boobs. Wait, what's her name? <laughs> no, it, was, it was good. It was nasty. All right, let's get back into our our watches. So, I, there's a theme in a lot of the movies I watched. I'm working. I, I'm been watching a lot of movies on the high seas lately. The high seas with uh being period fiction. So The Lighthouse, and then I watched In the Heart of the Sea, which is a film that starred Killian Murphy. Oh. Only in a supporting role in this, but it's Hemsworth is the lead, and it's basically an adaptation of the story that inspired Moby Dick. So it's about Nantucket whalers who go hunting, and then they get uh, destroyed by this huge, giant whale. And then this story inspired the novel of Moby Dick. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're like stuck at sea or? Yeah, stuck at sea, stranded oh, for months. What a nightmare. Yeah. The movie, honestly, I love Ron Howard. He's a great director. Mm-hmm. This is his worst movie. Really? I gave it a three and a half stars and it was it was a nice three and a half because the story was like, meh, dialogue. Was, mm-hmm. I was like, who wrote this? But then it's so CGI heavy. I know it's hard to make a movie on the water. Yeah. But still like, it's it's, it's just studio lighting. It was too lighting, obvious. Studio or? lighting. Mm. But they're like, the sun's on the left side of the horizon line, but everybody's got like light behind them. It's like, no, it it's because sense. they lit a candle on this side, okay? It made no sense. It made no sense. And it was just taking me out of it. And, and there's, the green screen was just like, the coloring of it, it was just very green. Mm. I was really surprised because um, I thought it was, uh, I think Ron Howard's great, but I think this is his weakest film, honestly, in the heart of the sea. I love when you're mean and you give them a three and a half stars. That's my. That's <laughs> me being nice in general. I was mean. I'll, you'll, I was mean to something in the future. You'll see. Oh, okay. Soon. And then I watched. Uh, I'll do two because I have so many watches. <laughs> then I watched Master and Commander: The Far Side of the World, which I gave five stars. And I wrote, "One day I'll be old and gray, and I will still be watching Master and Commander, Commander to take in the raw spectacle of cinema." 
This is one of my most underrated movies of all time. It's incredible. It's so is Russell- it the first time you watched it? Or- no, I've seen it maybe six times. <laughs> what do you do all day? Watch movies. Yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to. <laughs> hey, that's just messing my job. Someone's yeah, you're right. Someone's you're right. You're getting paid it. to do it. But um, this movie is about, um, it's based on a series of novels, but the novels are based on a real sea captain who was a, na- a Navy captain for the British Navy, and he was like the best captain in naval history and won so many battles and used incredible trickery against his opponents and captured like the most legendary vessels of the time with his smaller ship. And so Russell Crowe plays the the character based off him. And it's just so good. Paul Bettany's in it as well. It's epic. It's funny. Beautiful filmmaking. And unlike In the Heart of the Sea, which is heavy CGI, this movie, it's all location. It's all real on the water, wow. on the ships. There's The CGI you see in this movie is like few and far between. Mm. It's hard to even point out any CGI. But there is some. But like, it's just they did everything for real. And it watching those two movies back to back i was like this is how it's done that's the thing where i think the higher the budget they're like oh we can just you know cgi, CGI those green screen it or whatever but the best ones are when they do it practically yeah and the heart of the sea had a bigger bigger budget than master and commander yeah sometimes low yeah. budget is better than high because they think they can just you know cheat out cheaters these fucking cheaters. Fucking cheaters there's no heart in it there is no heart there's no heart in it <laughs> <laughs> but if anyone hasn't seen it Watch Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World, by the great Australian director, Peter Weir. He's great. Five stars. Five stars. All right, what do you got next? I rewatched Tar. Oh, I love Tar. Tar was insane. I've never seen acting like that. Um, it's blown away. She's, it, was, it felt like it was a real person. It, I thought it was so smart to open with the interview. Because mm. then you're like, mm-hmm. it's not just an, a performance. It's like it really solidified the idea that like, like this is just a real person, person on screen. Yeah, it's just like a real individual. It's not even Kate Blanchett. Yeah, you know, I was like paying attention the entire time. Um, I know it's a long movie, but I'm just sucked in and I'm staring at it. And later I find out that they kind of they insert like ghosts in the background. Well, the, there's like people in the like. And with the uh, audio sounds, you'll hear tones in that movie. How do you mean? So she, you know how she keeps hearing things? That like ticking or yeah, like the... Yeah, there's like the, a tone. Yeah, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. do that with the sound design too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I was paying attention the entire time, but I didn't even notice that there's like a fucking random person in the back, which <laughs> makes it way more unsettling. And that um, movie's made with a lot of long takes too. Yes. Like that school scene. Yes. All one shot. All one shot. It's incredible. I wouldn't even know where to walk. I would like run out of space to walk and then like memorizing your line too. It, well, they so they, good. They, um, they'll plan those like it's a play. They'll work on it for a month. Yeah. And they'll film it. But that's, that was such an impressive scene. And it was yeah. so funny. But Kate Blanchett's one of the best actors of all time. And an amazing it could be her performance. Like, I, I'm glad Michelle Yeoh won, but I do think that Kate's performance was overall better. I agree. Yeah. I've been saying that too. But Kate's got um, two. She doesn't need a third Oscar. Yeah. Like Michelle Yeoh deserved to win an Oscar, but. I, I do think that what Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. did was like even on another level from an Oscar worthy performance. It's like legendary. Yeah. How good it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I watched Tar after the awards or else I would have been a little more like, oh, what? But Michelle Yeoh, th- that was her year. So that was my pick for I wanted Tar to win Best Picture mm-hmm. and um, Screenplay. 
mm-hmm. but it didn't win anything. I'm telling you, award shows. And I want her to win actress, but yeah. I, I understand why Michelle Yeoh won. But it's just like if that just... movie, if Tar came out ten years ago, it would have won everything. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing film. Just so like I'm glad we watched it. Yeah, Maestro is great too. If you haven't seen it, I haven't, but I heard that it was nobody likes it except for me. <laughs> I'm the only person alive. Who this likes makes it. sense. <laughs> <laughs> I walked out of that. I was like fucking amazing, and then I look online, like everybody's like two stars. I'm like, oh fuck shit. yeah, I, not that. Anyone hated it that I know of? It's just more Nobody that. Connect to it. Yeah, no one connected to it. Yeah. They didn't think that it showed um, enough of his work. conducting yeah. his work. Yeah, I get it. I understand. I co- I totally understand it. But I also think like if you when you, whenever you watch it, hmm. it, he did it. He did the biopic in a different way, and I think it was smart to do like to not do what people expect you to do. Yeah, in a way. But I will also say that it's okay to um do what's expected sometimes you know yeah when people write in like a plot twist or they're trying to be different it's okay <laughs> to be a little predictable but i will watch maestro and form my own opinion i recommend if you watch it since it's netflix just turn your phone off because mm-hmm. it's a slow film okay so it's better to not have a device near you okay i recommend because it's a movie that, like, even if I watched it with my phone next to me, I would probably look at my phone. Mm, I do have that problem. So, yeah. Okay. That's one where it's, like, you really need to focus on it. Okay. All right. So, I'm going to do four movies in a row right now because I did a marathon. <laughs> now, you and I and James just did an episode on Twilight mm-hmm. that just came out. And I finished the saga <laughs> in two days. And tell the listeners exactly what you think. I think... Not that bad. Not that bad. I know. Not that bad. I know. So I gave gave New Moon two and a half stars. I think it's the worst one by far. Yeah, I've always (laughs) gone for like 80% of it. uh, Edward's just a ghost, basically. He's He's a literal ghost. He's ghost Edward for fucking two hours. And his ghost version was pretty cringe. Stalking ghost. Yeah. Don't do that, Bella. No. no. You promised me. Don't do it. You said you wouldn't do that. that. You're doing it, but you said you wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. (laughs) <laughs> and then I gave uh, Eclipse three stars. It was a nice rebound from New Moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, less Jacob, the less Jacob, the better. <laughs> Jacob is issues. I'm going to have to agree. Right? He's got issues. That love quote triangle is not a thing. It's not a triangle. It's like, uh, kiss me or I'm going to kill myself, That's Bella. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> I might just die. How about I'm just that, gonna Bella? How'd that make you feel, die. Bella, if I just die? And you remember this. <laughs> Okay, get to the last two. And then uh, Breaking Dawn Part 1 mm-hmm. and Breaking Dawn Part 2, I gave three and a half stars each. They're not that I, bad. I know. I and know. honestly, the twist at the end fucking got me. I, I did wish they stuck coming. with it. Not that I want anyone to die because, you know, I yeah, love yeah. them so much. Yeah. But at least, like, I think I would have respected it more if they stuck to it. Yeah, I get that because actually having actual people die means there's stakes. Exactly. But it, like, but when it was revealed that it was a vision, I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Oh my god, I didn't see that coming." Imagine seeing that in theaters yeah. and you see Carl's head getting ripped off. You're like, because I was, I was in it. I was like, "Oh my god, people are getting fucking torn to pieces." Yo, oh, shit, Carlisle yep. got just decapitated. And then Rami Malek, our Avatar man. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of, like, there's so many decapitations in this franchise. Like, that's the best way. That's to- how they die. That's how they are so killed. So I had a question of like, 
are they like is it like silver in them and it like solidifies them because like they seem to like turn to stone when they get killed or something so i think they are made of stone like they're like like rock crystals or some shit that's why they sparkle and that's why they crack that's why they crack when they're like about to get you know because when they did that fight in was in new moon when she goes to rome to save him Mm -hmm. so bad so (laughs) they're running in slow-mo but then they have that fight in that big room. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I heard like the punches were like stone sound effects. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Then it makes me wonder, do they just feel like marble all the time? Yeah. Because that must be so Because it's not like flesh anymore. No. Except for on the outside. I need Stephanie Myers to come on the show and tell us. Because <laughs> then like, it's like this show that like they're just, there's not even like any moisture in them. No, they're dry they as shit. That's why they look like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, Twilight New Moon was awful. Yeah, but the the no- October, November, December scene when it goes like all around her and it's that like was a good shot. That was a good shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just Jacob that ruined it for me. Jacob is also. Ick. I just gotta say, Bella is like the most uninteresting lead character I've seen yep. ever in a movie. Like, just so I don't understand why everyone's in love with her. Because I thought I was leading into I was like, oh, is there something special about no. her? Then you just find out she was a Shield. Because everybody's like allured by her, you know? Because she's just so mysterious. But like, she doesn't say or do anything. She doesn't do anything. Every movie is just like, guys are obsessed with her, and she's like, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bella, action. Uh. <laughs> like, Jacob's like dying for his love for her. It's like, what has she ever done for you? <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> they made mud pies together as kids. Were, yeah, also mud pies. Oh my God. What? Well, they fixed up a motorcycle together. Okay. I guess that was Take like, it to the fucking yeah. shop. I don't know. But okay, yeah, but I... speaking of Jake, before we lose it, did you catch that he was in love with her eggs? Yeah. The uh, his fu- Her future child, yeah. Can you imagine? Okay, let's get to the imprint. <laughs> Imprinting on a baby. On a baby. And it's like they're having Christmas morning and he's like hanging out with... Re- a Res- child. Res- Renesme, right? Renesme. Yeah, Renesme. And he's like resume sitting, sitting next to her. And I'm like, he's about to like sleep with this girl in like two years when she grows up. Yeah, and people be like, no, no, it's not like that. He's just like blah blah blah. It is like but that. But it is like that it because like he that. goes Edward. So should I call you dad now? And this is still a child, a Sir, little kid. I'm calling the fucking cops. Little kid. Imagine. I thought it was so weird, disgusting. And I didn't get it at first. I was like, wait, he imprinted. I was like. I'd ask someone, I was like, wait, did he imprint on the baby? Yes, he absolutely imprinted on a baby. It's not like that, Bella. You know I can't control it. But what does that What does that mean? What does that mean? Also, he's going to be a terrible boyfriend. Controlling, needy, jealous. Imprinted on a baby? Like, there's no such thing as a future happy relationship with someone like Jacob. No, and also she doesn't get a choice then. Yeah. She'll never have a choice. Stephanie Meyer. Like when they showed the vision of her grown up and they're like on the beach mm-hmm. and they hug Bella and, and Edward. I was like, there's no way like she's going to like being with this guy. He's terrible. No. <sighs> okay. And also imagine if Bella had chosen Jacob and she gives birth to that egg the, that oh, he was that in love with. A moment of silence. Fuck. 
cue the police sirens. <laughs> Such an insane plot. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see that coming. And no. it was just, it was so weird. But I did like the very last one because... I like the last one the best. Rami Malik. Rami showed up. I was like, Rami's yeah. in this? What? He's an avatar, bro. In Egypt? What's going <laughs> on? Yeah, and then he's just he started waterbending. I'm like, what is this? I was like, wait, they're superheroes now? Are they vampires or are they superheroes? They're both. They're both. Probably, do people run out of powers? Because I was like, okay, I'll give you like vision. I'll give you like sense senses. Okay, I'll give you a couple of things with mm-hmm. vampires. But I draw the line at waterbending. <laughs> that makes no That's sense. That's what it is, a waterbending? That makes no sense at all. He split the earth. <laughs> but also Renesmee's power, too, is like kind of dumb. Future, like visions? Future? She just like shows you what she's thinking. You know what? Actually, let me retract that because I wish I could do that all the time. Because mm. like, you know, conceptualizing music video ideas... I wish I could transfer my thoughts into people's brains, but I have to physically draw it out, which is so yeah. tedious. But anyway. And also Lee Pace is in the, the last two. He's like, he just looks like Mick Jagger the whole time. Is that the, the brooding one? He's got like a punk rock Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's attire. like, I'll be in the attic yeah, or some shit like that. He's wearing like bandanas. He looks like he plays for a Rolling Stone cover band. Yeah, that's his career in real life when he's not fighting off the Volturi. That's his Also, life. the Volturi were just so in and out. Like, they get teased in the second one, but then you fucking never see them again. You don't see them till the, till the, the, the fourth kind one. of the third one. At the end. At the Well, they were like in the background, like, oh, Dakota oh, Fanning. In the city, in the city just yeah. like watching the other vampires, like, what are we going to do about them? <laughs> Dakota like, Fanning's <laughs> abysmal acting. Love you, girl, but what the hell? <laughs> What to do? Hmm, what to do? I, Go she, home. She literally worked two days on each movie and made $5 million each film, probably. <sighs> Best, easiest job of her life. Yeah. But oh, it wasn't man. easy for me to watch, so. But I like the ending. Yeah, it was fun, huh? It was, it was um, it disturbing. Just was, they weren't bad. Fun. They weren't bad. No, they weren't bad. That's why we watch it uh, And also, year. like, do they deserve a 7 out of 10 rating? No, but I'm looking at the context of what they are. They're... Soap operas made for fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. girls. You go, you can't judge they it the same job. as the, you. You can't judge it like you judge Tar. No, no, <laughs> you know? absolutely not. So when you look at through the lens of the right context, you're like, okay, they did their job. Mm-hmm. It's fine. They did what this is. They not, did what they sought out to do. This is made for a particular do. kind of person, and they fucking hit the nail on the head for that. They did honestly, and I, they created such a fan base. <laughs> not else, sure why or could how do it that? happened. It's so it's so cringe. I'm not sure how it that happened. it's iconic. All right, what was your next watch? We I should watched... do a Twilight episode, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Me and you just talked about it for <laughs> two hours. We should. We could go for three hours. Might as well. Um, oh, The Devil Wears Prada. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it since the last time I watched I watched it for the first time, uh, was it last year? Or a couple of years ago on an airplane. Mm-hmm. So I'd never seen it before. But I've seen like clips of it. Um, but watching it, I understand why it's such a staple. It's good. Um, so I watched it a couple that. months ago for the second time. Yeah. I've only seen it twice. Only t- only two viewings of Devil Wars. So we're tied. So we're basically on the same level as far as yeah. movie knowledge. It's great. And Anne's <laughs> awesome. Emily Blunt's great. Uh, mm-hmm. Stanley Tucci steals every scene he's in. He's great. He's the best. I, w- I wish I could be him sometimes. <laughs> he's so rude, but like in oh, the best character? way. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, not Stanley Tucci, the man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, you want to just be like a, be a bald. bald Italian man who cooks exactly. all the time? Yes, I want to be bald and Italian. Um, but Meryl Streep, so... What, what's the word? Uh, she's like a force of nature. Yeah. And I think she does. She can be, you know, like the Mamma Mia type where it's like, oh, fun, whatever. And then like very intimidating. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. That's my lady. Oh, she was my godmother. I think that movie's a little too long, though. You think? It's a long movie. It's like, How long was it? I think it's over two hours. What? Devil Wears Prada. Prada. How old? How long? Oh, never mind. It just feels long. <laughs> <laughs> it's an 109 minutes. I hate her. <laughs> oh I God. think it was warranted. But I will say that um, Anne Hathaway's love interest, the two of them, both? Bad choices. They suck. Adrian Grenier and Simon Baker, yeah. The guy from that Doctor TV show. What TV show? Um he's in it's like um he's like a Sherlock type character. He like investigates stuff. He has a great memory and stuff. What's it called? I can't remember. Hmm. But it's just a it's a Sherlock ripoff. Oh, okay. But I agree. He wears yeah. he wears a scarf everywhere. <laughs> like that piece of tissue. You can't trust a man that wears thin thin scarves everywhere he goes. No, and especially if they don't go with the outfit. I don't Fucking know. Every time he's in a new scene, it's a new scarf. New scarf. But yeah, I would trade closets with him probably. But yeah, just both bad love interests. They're both really annoying. So the budget um, for that film's costuming was like $9 million alone? $9 million? Yeah, for all the rentals and stuff they had made. Whoa. Yeah. I think it might be up there for most expensive wardrobe budgets ever. That but would make great. sense. And, and by the end of the film, Anne's looks are awesome. When yeah. she's learning to become fashionable. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, I actually watched a miniseries called North Water. Back, North to, Water. Uh, back to the seafaring. Yeah, what's up with you and the ocean? I'm working on a project oh, in that kind of realm. Okay. So I've just been watching as much media as are I can. Are we writing? Yeah. Okay, nice. So... I've been watching all this historical fiction that takes place on the sea. Mm -hmm. And so the North Water, actually, I'd never heard of. I just was Googling things. Came out a couple of years ago. So it stars Colin Farrell and Jack O'Connell. It's a five-episode miniseries from BBC about whalers. And it's really good. I gave it four stars and I wrote excellent production elements and performances capped off by two, two superb action sequences. Colin Farrell demolishes the screen, as always. And it's a very bleak show mm. it's very intense but it's good it does need some brevity and some levity and a little bit of comedy to even it out which it's completely lacking that would have improved it a little bit but that being said it's still very strong i had a good time watching it it's uh five episodes they're all an hour long but it's like a, a mini it's like a big movie yeah and jack o'connell is a great english actor who's he was in war horse and a bunch of movies on broken um, that Angelina Jolie directed. Um, very talented guy. But the movie's the show's great. Excellent production. Like real ships on the water there in the Arctic. It's awesome stuff. And then um, Stephen Graham. He's a great English actor, isn't it, as well? Really, really cool show. So if you want to get it, you can... I watched it on Vudu. Um, I had to rent it. Um, and you can watch it if you have BBC too. The North Water. Nice. Yeah. I love miniseries because yeah. they know when to stop. Exactly. Versus shows where they keep going. Like four seasons is... Tops. Tops. Because usually after that, even a fifth season... Breaking Bad was only four seasons. Four is perfect. 
You haven't seen it. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not I was surprised? too young. It's on Netflix. Okay, I have a million other things to watch. Like now I have to watch all the Alien movies. I don't have time for Breaking Bad. No, you really have to watch Alien and Aliens. That's all you have yeah. to watch. Just Aliens. Okay. I don't have to watch all the, the Predators no. and the... Like, don't, you do not have to really? watch those. You do not. You can if you want. Okay. You don't have to. Just for the first two, that's it. I think I'm going to dedicate this upcoming week to... You're going to watch Alien vs. Predator, but you're not going to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, are you? <laughs> I love how you committed to Alien, the whole franchise, <laughs> with no hesitation. But a three-hour movie? No. <laughs> it's not about it being three hours. It's about it not looking interesting. And I'm not saying that as a diss. It just is what it is. Oh, my God. This is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then I watched a very light movie. Something I'd never seen before. My Neighbor Totoro. <gasps> oh. Which was so good. I gave four and a half stars. It's so endearing and charming right so i wrote gorgeous endearing mm-hmm. heartfelt and bursting with love for both family and nature i loved it it I was great it was it was movie. so sweet and the mm-hmm. animation's beautiful so stunning yeah we have a chopper we have a chopper overhead by the way <laughs> <laughs> get to the chopper now get to the chopper. but um i thought it was so sweet and i like i was like i was watching it and just the the scene the, the dad scenes just got me i was like that's so like what a nice dad. That's cute, yeah. And I was like, you know, I want two little girls now. This is so, so cute. Um, but it was really sweet, and it mm-hmm. wasn't what I expected, and the cat bus was crazy. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah, I... And um, for, for the Miyazaki movies I've seen, this is like the least plot-heavy. Yeah. And it doesn't really, it doesn't have a villain or anything. No, it's, it's things are just about, happening. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like that. It was like a slice of life. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I like that about this one compared to many of his other movies. Yeah, I was scarred from watching Spirit Away when I was younger. <laughs> that movie fucked me up. I only saw it when I was in my 20s, so I was late to that, but yeah, I can see Yeah, it. I like, um, I started doing this thing where I will find little details about people. So in some case that uh, you get cloned or something, I can like pick you up because they forgot to put on a mole on your like left shoulder. Mm-hmm. So watching that movie as a kid and being really scared, especially the, oh my God, the that ghost blob thing. Yeah. Um, I was hesitant to watch any other Miyazaki movies, mm-hmm. but my name is Totoro, like, easing me back in, because I'm like, okay, this is cute. Yeah. It's not it's so, so scary. Yeah. It's so sweet. All right, what do you got for your third watch? I told you. Oh, you did it. Yeah. Never mind. Okay, I got two more. <laughs> <laughs> so then I watched The Witch. VV Itch. The Witch from Robert Eggers. Love that movie. Came out in 2015. Getting old. <laughs> Damn. I saw it in theaters, and I feel like it was just a couple years ago. Um, fantastic horror film. Great debut from Eggers. And he showed a lot of strengths as a filmmaker with the camera and then with the story and writing. And Anya Taylor-Joy's breakout, her first major role, is sensational as a lead. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fun, like, Salem witch movie that's not like other Salem witch movies. Yeah, it's like, it's very uh, isolated. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool lore stuff and very messed up, but in a good way. Excellent score. Um, I gave it four stars. Yeah, this is probably the fifth time I've seen movie. it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, okay, what was I going to say? It's probably probably something really cool. Something really intelligent, yeah. but it's fine. <laughs> All right, and then my final watch of the night was uh, a Japanese film from 1996 called Supermarket Woman from Uzo Itami, the great comedic Japanese director. 
and I've seen a couple of his films. My favorite is Tempo Po. And this is another food-themed one. You should watch Tempo Po, by the way. Is he the guy who did I Graduated But or and I Flunked But? Like the director that wears that like white hat? Um, or is that the other guy? I don't think he wears a white hat. Okay, it's he another could. guy. Let me look at his... Uh... No, he just wears a normal hat. Oh, yeah. it's not white? No, it's just... Oh, okay. It's normal. not the director. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie's about um, a guy who owns... He inherited his father's supermarket, and it's struggling to compete with the big corporate competitor that Whole just foods. opened up. Yeah, Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> and so he enlists the help of his childhood friend, who's the lead character of the supermarket woman. She's like a former housewife whose husband passed away and son graduated, so she's doesn't really have much to do anymore. But she's an expert on supermarkets because she spent so much time shopping and taking care of her family so she knows the in and outs of what a supermarket should be so she Cute. helps him reshape the supermarket to compete with the big competitor and it's super funny and charming it's a great foodie movie okay um, but it's it's a lot of fun i loved it i gave it four and a half stars wow it's fun but anyone who likes food should watch tampopo it's the Tempo best po. it's the best food movie okay it's about ramen <sighs> love ramen love ramen I need to make some ramen this week. Yes! I've been in my cooking era. Yeah. Um, I made you pasta. And it went bad. And then I learned that you should eat it within 24 hours. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, either eat it or freeze it. <laughs> yeah, I put I dried some and I put it in my cabinet. And I didn't know that you can't do that, apparently. No. And I took it out today and it's it was literally all moldy. I know, but I was like, maybe there's like some science behind <laughs> this. You can just dry it. I see people dry all the time, but yeah, mm. that's not how that works. No, yeah. Mm. But I'm sure it'll be great the next time you make it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, watch Tempopo and then I'll tell you. Oh my God, you'll love it. All right, that's it for Letterbox Recap. Thanks for joining us, Nat. Thanks for having me. Honestly, an improvement. Yeah, I thought so. It's probably better looking over here than when James was here. R.I.P. <laughs> He's dead. He's, he's, dead <laughs> he's dead in <laughs> London. <laughs> but we have a lot of great episodes for you this week. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. See you next time, everyone. Bye. Bye.